0: Welcome. This is it. We have over a decade of episodes unpacking stories and life to help you discover your purpose, your divine design, and what you are wired to do. This is Patty Lynn Wyatt. Please subscribe on YouTube or subscribe to Girlfriend It so we can be in it together. Well, welcome. Today we are being intentional with our it, our purpose, Uh, We might be reinventing ourselves or we are just in a season of being stuck. Whatever you are in life, I think we can all relate to the weird relationship we have with food. The U.S. is the fattest nation on earth. Obesity is increasing globally at 1% per year, while diabetes is increasing globally at 4% per year. So today we are chatting with Lainey Greer, a personal trainer, nutritional consultant, and author, blogger, and she is currently pursuing a PhD in systematic theology from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, Well, welcome, Lainey. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm great. Thank you for having me. me. Yes. Thank you for being on the show. Lady, you are uh, writing a a book. It hasn't quite been released. And I wanted to talk about that. But your writing focuses on theology of the body, particularly Mm -hmm. on matters of body image and body stewardship uh, what what was the turning point in your life that sent you down this particular path of passion?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, that's something the Lord has been just kind of forming over the years. Um, I always loved working out. So my undergrad was in exercise science and I became a personal trainer, really loved um, particularly just helping everyday people with taking care of their body and especially Christians, you know, knowing why and how to take care of their bodies. Um, Then I I wrote my master's thesis on the overlap between religion and the obesity epidemic. Um, That was something that I was just extremely passionate about. Um, I had been through issues on my own. um, So I, I, experienced negative body image for many years of my life and then an eating disorder and that also spurred kind of my work on the body and you know why it's important to take care of um in a way that honors the lord not not going too far into obsession you know the way i had with an eating disorder and then um just had no intentions of really anything beyond a bachelor so all of a sudden i'm um, you know starting this phd and um the, the Lord just put in front of me uh, Dr. Greg Allison, who recently put out his work on a theology of the body. It's called um, Embodied. is his new book. And um, just understood everything scripture has to say about the body and why that's important for believers to understand, not just for how we treat our bodies, um, but how we think about our bodies, too. So that kind of brings me to where I am today.
0: Yeah, and and I I want a little disclaimer here. I I don't want this show to be a show of condemnation. Uh, I want us to be in a a no judgment zone because like you said, I mean, you've had some major struggles with your relationship um, to food and a, a lot of us. Have and and mm-hmm. we we still do, and some of it is because of depression. Some of it is because of trauma that has taken place in our lives. Some just simply because of your body type. Uh, mm-hmm. So I hope that we can all hear this in a way of love of how can we help you with this the stronghold that we have. You know, once again with our relationship with food. So feel free to contact me at pattylynwyatt.com if you have any questions or you would like to even share your story of of how you were able to to deal with this the stronghold. Um, it's interesting because I heard recently that uh and, and this is off topic but just on topic of somewhere that LeBron James spent a million dollars a year taking care of his body and so uh-huh. finding that balance of how can i be healthy uh taking care of our our outer you know the the physiological the physical our the image and yet what's going on internally with our, our soul. And it's interesting that you read, um, his, his book and really connected with that because sometimes as Christians, we do spend so much time focused on our soul that we're not thinking of the physical aspects of what's going on and how much they really do, um, What's what's the word I'm looking for? They're interchangeable. Uh, Share a little Mm -hmm. bit about that, Lainey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, the term embodiment is really huge for understanding how God created us as His images. So we are, you know, body and soul beings, psychosomatic creatures, um, and that interaction between our material and our immaterial selves is really important to understand. You know how we not just relate to God, but then relate to others. Um, you know, we um, are spiritual beings in relation to God, but we're also physical beings. So that's just an important part to understand um, for how we even consider our bodies and and whether or not it's important to us to take care of them. And we certainly, we see from scripture that, you know, we don't want to elevate physical things over spiritual things. But like you said, the church has tended to kind of downplay the physical and elevate the spiritual um, and that really you see that in New Testament letters Paul in particular he kind of combats and um, that Gnosticism would be kind of the the philosophical view on humanity that deals with um, denigrating the physical because they thought you know everything physical was where evil came from so the body you know didn't matter they could do whatever they wanted with it Paul really combats this in a few of his letters, um, especially to the Corinthian church. Um, so it's something just throughout the history of the church that has happened. But when we understand, you know, that God made us as embodied beings and also values our body, it can then motivate us to, you know, not not go overboard, maybe not spend a million dollars a year on our bodies, um, <laughs> but motivate us to take care of them in a way that honors the Lord.
0: Yeah. Well, I just saw in, in Yahoo News, as a matter of fact, my, my husband sent me the article because um, we're really trying to watch our sugar. And, and that, that's that been an ongoing, I think that's a resolution um, that, you know, every year for, for New Year's, it's I'm going to not eat sugar and I'll go one day and that's about it. I mean, I am so addicted to sugar. And in this Yahoo article, it was talking about how addicting sugar is. It's the same as an alcoholic, like you have to have the sugar. And it's, it's empty, fattening calories, and it's literally making us sick. What it does, what they're finding, just even dementia, Alzheimer's, all these things of how sugar, you know, cancer just like grows once you put sugar in your body. And when I watch these videos, you would think, that you would never put sugar in your body ever again when you know the damage that it's doing. But I watch the video and then I go to a party that night and go, okay, where is the ice cream and brownies? Like where? <laughs> and I go face down. But it is, it's hurting our mental and our physical capacity and performance. Uh, the habits we are forming regar- regarding what we do, what we eat, when we even when we wake up in the morning, I was just talking to a friend that um, deals a little bit with depression and they know what to do, right? So th- people can hear the show and go, yeah, when I wake up in the morning and I all of a sudden, you know, grab that bowl of sugared cereal and the creamer mm-hmm. with, you know, a little bit of coffee in it, which is me, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, this much coffee with this much creamer. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we've weighed in the line at Dutch Bros and Starbucks to get enough sugar in our drink that should last an entire month. It's crazy. It puts us on a glucose roller coaster. And, you know, I know for me, I'm heading to the kitchen every time I'm in procrastination mode. So I train uh, as an executive coach. And as soon as I have a break, I'm, you grab something quick and fast. So the Dorito chips Mm -hmm. that are in there and, um, it's, it's just simple and it's easy rather than opening up a can of tuna and making tuna salad. You're opening up a bag of chips and you're, you're diving in. So what would be, you know, just some, I don't know, lip smacking tips to help us in this, this capacity. And like I said, it's it's really affecting our mental capacity. So what, what would you say helps us in stopping this habitual daily things that we're getting into?
1: Yeah. So um, something that I like to tell people in regard to nutrition and also exercise is just that you know, God made our bodies to function a certain way off of carbs, fats, and proteins. Um, those are your major, you know, micro or macronutrient classes. Then you have your vitamins, minerals, and, and water, things that don't have calories. Um, so we, we need all of that. Uh, sugar is, you know, part of a carbohydrate. So we need sugars, but not necessarily in the form that we consume them most in you know, in the world today, um, the body typically needs, you know, 25 to 30 grams of sugar a day. And that can be like one coffee drink. Um, so, and something else that's really important to know is sugar is really sneaky. It is in like everything that we eat from sauces and condiments, obviously to our drinks. Um, so really the best form of, of sugars to try and limit, you know, your consumption to are the naturally occurring sugars. So, um, you know, lactose. That's that's a sugar that's in dairy um, or fructose, which is in fruit. Um, you know, some fruits are more sugary than other fruits. So, trying to limit, you know, the more sugary fruits like mangoes, pineapples, bananas. Um, going for more of the berries because they have more nutrients and less sugar. Um, mm. But when we realize just basic nutritional things. That you know we we do need certain amounts of carbs, fats, and proteins just for regular everyday functioning. Um, that that's how God made our bodies. You know, it may help us kind of think about, you know, how do I how do I think about food? Do I think about it as fuel for my body, or is it more of a um, obsessive drive? Am I using it to calm myself down? You know, emotionally, is it controlling me in that way? Um, hmm. And then another piece. For the Christian, too, you know, we, we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. So we have the fruit of self-control. Hmm. So really, we we have the ability to control not just our thoughts, but our actions. So, you know, are am I thinking that way when I'm going to grab a pint of ice cream and sit down with it? You know, am I considering the fact that I am equipped and empowered with the ability to control what I'm eating right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's a tough one. And
0: and once again, my my same friend, we talked about that. Is it really about willpower, or is, you know, has it truly become habitual? And it, it's it's complicated, right? Because even though we know that, sometimes it just puts more guilt. Like, okay, here I go again. Everything I do is I'm sinning, you know. And but yet, Christians are supposed to be distinct. You know, my my mom would say, you you let your light shine. People want what you're having, and Mm -hmm. if you're eating fast food every day, that doesn't really separate you from the from the world. So he has Mm -hmm. called us to eat well and put the best things in your body. Like you said, you know, Paul says it's the temple of the Holy Spirit, and I know we joke around about that. I have a friend that, you know, we'll sit down to pray before we go into this like major chimichanga or pizza. And it's like, yeah, okay, God bless this food, bless all the junk that I am choosing to put in my body. And there's probably not one single aspect of nutritional value in this, you know, pizza here. Uh, So that's another thing. The food we eat today is not the same as as it used to be, and I need. I think we need to acknowledge that it's changed over the years. As a matter of fact, uh, Sunday night, I had it's it's my birthday month. I celebrate it all day long, every day, mm-hmm. all through the month. And uh, my, it, you can just know how annoying I am to my husband. But uh, I had a little birthday party here, and and the I don't know there was about ten or so girls. From college and they said that they have tummy issues and every single one of their friends have tummy issues and I can't help but think it's what we're putting into our bodies so we're having to take these pills one of them was like a charcoal I've never heard of it but a charcoal Mm -hmm. pill that you take it before you know you're going to eat the cheeses and the dairy and whatever but we're, we're dealing with the uh, celiac disease and, and gluten-free, you know, everything. Some of it's a fad, but some of it's real issues. Uh, the bread is not the same bread that, that, you know, Jesus used to eat for sure. And if it can stay in your cupboard for a month, I, I would assume that there's some preservatives in it. That's mm-hmm. also affecting what's in our belly. So what, it, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I mean, so something that I think is important for Christians to realize too, is this what you're saying that first of all, it's not about a a legalistic thing. So it's not that you can't celebrate and have, you know, some cake or, um, you know, enjoy a good meal that maybe isn't the most nutritious thing for you because God does allow us to enjoy, you know, different types of foods. And, And the Bible talks about feasting at some times, but it's the opposite end of the spectrum um, that we need to guard against. So it's, it's not a, I can never do this because if you live in that mindset, you're gonna go crazy at some point and eat the whole cake or whatever it is. Um, so it's not living in that, you know, legalistic world, but at the same time, um, taking care of our bodies would hopefully motivate us to think about our body kind of like a, maybe a car. So if you're gonna go to the gas station you know, your car needs a certain type of fuel, that's the fuel that you're going to put in it because you want to take care of your car. Um, And it's the same for our bodies. You know, we don't want to just constantly consume junk foods. you know, fast foods that not only don't have good nutrition in them, but may also have other additives in them that aren't good fuel for our bodies either. So it's kind of, you know, thinking about food and how you um, feed your body in terms of is this really good fuel for my body? Um, is it doing, you know, the things in my body with the vitamins and minerals that, that I need? Um, or is it potentially creating other issues down the road? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I want to ask you, I want to get
0: personal here. You said you had some eating disorders. And just a couple weeks ago, uh, we talked about eating disorders and how um, it's the number one death in mental illness cases, and, and that blew me away. Uh, I, I think this is a topic that we we know it's out there with anorexia and bulimia, but mm-hmm. it it's this helplessness for a lot of, I mean, from 10 years old all the way to, you know, 50s and 60s, women are still dealing with, you know, bulimia and, you know, binging, purging, whatever that's taking place, what, what did you do to bring this radical change in the shift for you to be able to conquer this eating disorder?
1: Yeah. So, um, mine actually, so it, it came about from a, a very stressful event in my life. Sometimes negative body image can bring on, you know, disordered eating or even full-blown eating disorders, but everything in my life was out of control. So I went to controlling my food. Um, So I didn't eat hardly anything. I I was eating probably 800 to 1000 calories a day and then exercising five to six days a week for an hour um, at least. And just was um, my body was uh, just, I was harming it in numerous ways and pushed through that for a few years and had, had a lot of physiological consequences from that. So the shift really happened because um i was just convicted of the lord used my mom in a conversation about um just the fact that i was i was harming my body um i you know as a personal trainer at that point so i was trying to help other people take care of their bodies and even though my my parents had you know seen me deal with this for two or three years um it wasn't until my mom just kind of said, you know, well, you're, you're harming your body. It's just a, you know, maybe the opposite. So you're, um, you know, you're obsessing and bringing harm to your body in that way. And so I just, I started to think, okay, you know, what are some even small ways that I can start giving my body the nutrition that it requires? Um, and that was a really hard process. I, I lost a good amount of weight in those couple years. Um, And it felt like overnight when I started just eating a little bit more, um, I I really cut out fat. So I tried to bring in just a spoonful or two of peanut butter every day. And my body, I put on so much weight. It felt like overnight. um, And that was awful because, you know, I I wanted the weight gone. Um, But I knew that I had to push my body through that time and get it back to kind of functioning normally um, and not holding on to those excess calories. And that, it took about another two years to drop that weight and really get right back where I started from, um, when my disordered eating and everything started occurring. Um, so it was the recognition was just that I was doing harm to my body, which has spurred, you know, a lot of my work that I do now. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Well,
1: thanks for sharing that. I, I know it's uh,
0: it's an ever ending and. When you think about that, like what you were going through, how does it not affect how we show up? You know, we, we have a tendency, and and this once again, we're in the no judgment zone, but there are times when I, I speak at women's retreats and we want to talk all things spiritual, and yet we have you know just literally buffet tables in the back of every single possible food that's horrible for you you know donuts and bagels and chocolate you know bags of m m's and 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 yet we're not really addressing what this is doing to our body and and like i am guilty of this you know as soon as you're done speaking it's like face down in the m ms and you're just you're talking to people and you're just popping the m ms in your mouth. You're just, you know, going from one food item to the next. And yet think about what you just shared and, and you know, how you had to go through that and deal with it. How can we possibly show up and have our light shining when inside we're, we're dying because um, we feel we feel gross, first of all, that we just the, you know, the fifth Krispy Kreme, um, our clothes aren't fitting, you know, the right way. So then we do the shame spiral that starts showing up. So if you could just share, we have a couple minutes before the end of the show. If you can just share Laney, like once again, what are just some tips? I, I, I go back to, you know, Paul says to run the race. Well, uh, finish the race. Well, And my question is, how well do we want to finish the race? Are we serious about this? And once again, not in a shaming way, but the food we eat today really can make a difference in how we're feeling tomorrow. So there's just just a couple of tips that people can go, you know what, I can try that. I can can let that become a better habit-forming situation, or what would you suggest?
1: Yeah, so just, just some practical tips, um, which, again, I, I would encourage all believers to, you know, however you're choosing to change your behaviors with food or exercise, the greater motivation should come from Scripture. So because God values our body and has authority over our body, um, you know, that should motivate how we take care of our bodies. So. Mm-hmm just a very practical thing. You know, a lot of people skip breakfast. They don't like to eat breakfast. They're in a hurry. Um, and that can really set them up for consuming too many calories later in the day. Uh, so we get hungry at night, largely because we haven't eaten enough earlier in the day. Like it's, you know, an hour or two before bed, we've already had dinner, but we still feel really hungry. Um, and that's because, you know, maybe our body's, not had enough calories throughout the day. So it moderates us to eat more. Maybe we've just eaten a big meal too for dinner. And then we lay down and, you know, we're not really burning through those calories that we just consumed. Um, so I would always suggest eating breakfast. That's, that's huge. Uh, whenever you, you know, look at your meals, you want to think to okay, what's my carb? What's my fat? What's my protein here? Because again, we need all three of those macronutrients. Um, to function different things and, or to feel different things in our bodies. And then water. Water is so important. Um, Our bodies are mostly water. So when we don't drink enough, um, you know, we can get headaches, we can experience other dehydration symptoms. Lainey, I'm gonna cut
0: you off there. Thank you so much for being on the show today. That's Tips for Life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.